Yeah, 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 yeah. Making her way to the mic. They start dimming the lights. You start feeling alright. From Birmingham, home of the Teddy Longs and the Ruben Studders. More once you discover. For all of the lovers, Whitney Houston and Roman Reigns. For all of the lovers, Mickey James and Marvin Gaye. For all of the lovers, and Sasha Banks, Janelle Monet, Silk, Sonic, and Paige. Allow me to say. Look, I just found a place we'd escape For every one of us I was kinda late Cause I just made it off the struggle bus Walking by the fate Cause I know it's right in front of us Yo, I ain't with the hate Gotta focus on what's great Ladies and gentlemen Steph Hardy is on the air Had to drop a couple bars Just to make you all aware So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show You know I go by Joe or the wrestle Welcome, welcome, welcome to a new episode of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of this amazing platform, contributing writer for Daily DDT and color commentator featured on The Belladonna Division, Battle Club Pro, Black Girl Magic 2022, and Spartan Wrestling. And I'm so happy to be here before you on this Tuesday night. I know there is so much stuff going on in our crazy world of professional wrestling, and you could be anywhere in the world, but you are here with me live wherever you're watching and i am so grateful for that but of course i am not alone i am here with an amazing special guest she is ranked on this year's women's 250 on pro wrestling illustrated she is number 205 which is my favorite number because of course that's the area code of birmingham alabama but she is number 205 she is the current mlw women's world's featherweight champion she is known as the kick demon she is janai kai how are you janai i'm doing well how are you doing I'm doing fantastic and I am just so grateful to have your presence here on HWP because you are just so accomplished and I was just like you know what I really need her on my show like I have been wanting you on my show for like the past two years so I was just like yeah it's time and I'm so happy you're here oh thank you <laughs> absolutely you're just amazing and you're accomplished but we're going to get into that a little bit later but we're going to start with your journey into wrestling so when did you first fall in love with wrestling well it started when i was a kid that's when i basically fell in love with wrestling um i was watching it with my dad a lot and we would go to the live events together and that's basically how like the love of wrestling was just forming and then it kind of hit me that I wanted to get more into it and actually do it when I was around 13 years old. Okay, that's incredibly valid. And that is, and that is of course, how a lot of people get into wrestling. There's That story actually sounds a lot like mine in the sense that I got into wrestling with my dad, except I didn't pursue it, you know, as an actual thing because I don't like pain. But, you know, <laughs> it's the sense of bonding that we had when it came to watching it at four mm -hmm. and everything. So I totally understand that. And attending those live events, they're always fun and fascinating when you're a child. And they're even still yeah. fun now. 
um, being a part of the audience and everything. So I definitely get that. Mm -hmm. So when did you know that this was, you know, your career path and this was your purpose that you wanted to pursue? Um, well, you know, I always been heavily into like combat sports. Like I started with martial arts. That was my main thing growing up. And I kind of knew that pro wrestling would be an option for me because it was similar to martial arts in certain ways. And then there were particular wrestlers that had like martial arts backgrounds that I would watch. And that kind of gave me the idea that I could probably do it as well. And so as time passed after I was done with martial arts for a little bit and was going through high school, um, another realization came along when a certain situation happened when I was going through college where pro wrestling was still popping up in my head. Like it was still in the back of my head. You know, it was kind of like, Janai, this could be the time to start seeing if this is for you because it's been bugging me. And it just seemed like the perfect opportunity. So that's when I knew for sure that this was going to be for me. Okay. So you were athletically trained in martial arts before you even got started in wrestling. If you don't mind me asking, like, what specific styles are you trained in? And how does that feed into, you know, you building your wrestling repertoire? Yeah. So I started with Taekwondo. That's where I received my black belt. And then as time passed, I got into more Muay Thai and kickboxing. So they're all stand-up styles with martial arts. And that's what I basically started with. And then when I got into wrestling, um, the transition to it wasn't too bad. Um, like my footwork and everything was really good. Like I got a lot of good feedback when it came to that. And so it just was very... Um, easy for me because it just seems so familiar. Like just being in a ring, being in a squared circle, um, I'm used to like being in a type of environment like that because when you're in martial arts, especially in Taekwondo, when you're competing, you're in a square and you can't leave the square or else like you're disqualified. And you always had to stay in the square to compete and fight against your opponents. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. Okay. Yeah. And I imagine that takes a certain level of focus, you know, to stay in one spot. Cause I know this is going to sound funny, <laughs> but when I, you know, was watching movies like the karate kid um, growing up and even the newer one um, mm -hmm. with Jaden Smith, there was always, you know, this idea that you had to maintain your focus and of course not let your emotions get the better of you, but always having to stay in this one spot or else it's over with it's done. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that that, you know, takes a certain amount of focus to have in a certain amount of training to have and the fact mm -hmm. that you you know went forward and learned all of these different styles and coalesced them you know into who you are now is just amazing and it's definitely you know a wonder to watch in the wrestling ring where <laughs> of course you're fighting in the ring but then you also have the freedom to sort of move about because um, yeah. you're fighting people everywhere all around the ring and even away from the ring in some cases yeah. but you know that's that's really cool I think that's amazing 
I love and respect martial arts. And there's a lot of balance that you have to maintain with that as well um, in standing and so many other things. So yeah. I think that's really cool. So as you got started, you know, in your wrestling training, what were some of the best lessons that you learned from your trainers? Because I did see that you were trained by Mecca Wolf and Santana Garrett, who is um, connected in so many different promotions. But um, personally for me, she's also on WOW Women of Wrestling, um, which mm -hmm. I do a show for. So it's amazing to see you know, her athletically mm -hmm. and how she's fed into the careers of others. So how have these people fed into your career, Janai? Um, well, yeah, Santana and Mecca Wolf, like they had their particular classes in the school. And then there was also one other trainer, Eric Lockhart, who also helped me a lot with my character. Um, but Santana, she was like the main trainer who absolutely had my back and made sure that I was comfortable with everything. Because when I started training, I moved to a different state by myself, didn't know anybody. I found a roommate that I just met like when I moved in. It was like one of those situations that I moved to another state for training. And so Santana knew about me and she, ever since then, she's just had my back and helped me with wrestling, with the business side of wrestling. She would take me on the road when there was particular shows. And then um, she'll help me even with social media, like just guiding me with all of that and how to work that and basically how to work for yourself and be the business, you know? So she helped me a lot with that. And then 450, he had his classes where they're more Lucha based because um, that's his thing. So I would pop in his class a lot and he would have more of like a kind of like a tough love type of training system um, mm. but it was still good to be around that because that's what you need as well so there was a good balance when it came to these different trainers that I had and I'm very th thankful for it yeah so from what it sounds like Santana you know gave you of course the business side but then gave you a lot of the encouragement and mm -hmm. when it comes to mecca wolf like he gave you that encouragement but did it in a tougher way which of course built up your thicker skin yeah so yeah that is very yeah that's really cool and i definitely can appreciate that because in wrestling there is a level of tolerance that you have to have for certain things in order to have you know tough skin and survive in that way but then it's also good to have someone on the softer side of things who can have your back with so many other things with social media with you know the mental and emotional components of it so i'm glad that they were able to feed into your life in that way so with that being said, in terms of training, like, how would you say was the difference between, you know, training in wrestling school with those teachers and then moving into performing in front of live crowds? So, I, again, I'm very thankful for the trainers that I had because they gave me heads up on how things go down. They took me on the road and everything to get a good idea of how things go down backstage and how you basically act as a professional wrestler. And we also had school shows um, for basically our school. And it was the students who were part of the show. And, you know, the crowds weren't that big, but it was still something to work with. It was good practice, which I'm also very thankful for. Um, and those school shows would be monthly too. So it was an ongoing type of thing where we get monthly type of practice. So 
transitioning from like doing that and then going off on my own was pretty, pretty, again, pretty easy for me because of the fact that I was able to do all of that. So um, when I started going out of state, that's, that was when it was kind of like, all right, how do, okay. So I was learning on like, while I was doing it, like I knew how to talk to the promoters, but I still wasn't sure with like the far drives or even the flights, how that would go down. So those things I learned on the way, but again, I was still well-educated to where I still had a good head on my shoulders. I wasn't too lost. So the transitioning to it was pretty good. Okay. So even though you had your, you know, a little bit of an apprehension, I'm sensing that you did still have that confidence, but that was because you were well-prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. Cause you know, different wrestlers have different stories where at one point, you know, they did debut in front of a whole lot of people, you know, doing like one specific thing and maybe they were a little bit nervous, but then they wound up, you know, building their courage over time. Um, but I do love that, you know, since you were prepared, you know, it was sort of like, I'm hearing levels to how you were being prepared to it for it. And I'm really glad that, you know, that was how it was and you weren't just thrust out there yeah. <laughs> um, in certain situations. So that's really amazing to hear. So what have been some obstacles that you faced in your wrestling career and how have you overcome them? Um, there's been a few of them. It's even when I was just living alone, I was living in Florida. That's where I moved by myself. So then injuring my neck where I fractured a few vertebrae in my neck and I had to get surgery. And that was because of wrestling. That's how I injured it. And so going from there to, you know, the recovery process and, you know, every year there's always something too. There's always a little something throughout the year where I feel like I have to push a little bit harder. So all of those things together, I would say, has been a lot of things that I have been through, but have overcome. Absolutely. Like, I can't even imagine a neck injury. Like, even as a fan and watching wrestling and hearing people talk about how bad neck injuries can get, like, it is it can be so debilitating, you know, not only just to your body, but also to the spirit as well, because you put so much of your body on the line constantly, you know, to not only entertain others, but also to fulfill, you know, your own purpose. So mm -hmm. the idea that you might not be able to do it anymore due to that type of injury can really be very debilitating. And it really does knock people down a bit, but yeah. I am happy that you found a way to rise above it you know in that way and still be able to do what it is that you love to do because oh my gosh like I can't even imagine it like it watching injuries just breaks my heart every time I see them not even just in wrestling but just in other sports period because you can tell it takes a lot not only out of the team but definitely out of the athlete when it happens to them because goals are gone so many other things could very well yeah. be gone that you wanted to feed into but yeah. You know, if you overcome it with the right attitude and the right spirit, you know, you can put propel yourself to greater things after that. So mm -hmm. I am glad that you are still in the wrestling game even after that, because, yo, it can get really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could. It's a very big career ending type of injury. And I was lucky enough and I'm very, very thankful that I didn't either you know, of course, died from any of that or absolutely uh, just losing complete feeling from like the neck down, like just being paralyzed because that's also the other option when you injure your neck. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm glad that didn't happen. And I'm glad that you are still here with us doing the dang thing, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. So when exactly did you know that you were building a strong fan base? Well, you know, I feel like it's, it, it, I feel like it's there, like, I'm starting to see it a little bit more, especially after the past year. I think that's where I started seeing it a little bit more. Um, especially when I was going to Japan a few times and just traveling out more and going to like other states a lot more and people recognizing me more over there, like either more Northeast or in Texas or even LA, like that's when I kind of knew that it was getting a little bit stronger. Yeah, like you are a well-traveled wrestler. Like you have now, you not only wrestle in the United States, of course, but Miss Ma'am, you have wrestled <laughs> in Japan. You have wrestled like the in the UK, yeah. everywhere, like literally <laughs> everywhere. And I think that's one of the most impressive parts about your resume is the fact that you know you wrestle everywhere and you gain that exposure. And from that exposure comes you know a greater audience and a greater appreciation that people have for you. So. I think that's amazing. And the fact that people are drawn to you in a unique way is, you know, amazing to see. And I can only imagine that it's only going to get bigger and bigger and wider the more you get into things and the more you wrestle in different places. And you've even been on television before because mm -hmm. you yeah. were on AEW. So yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I was there. I was on uh, Rampage. Yes, and you yeah. fought Jay Cargill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, who was just undefeated at that time, the TBS yeah. champion. Nobody could touch her at that point. And you had that opportunity to fight her. Like, that's amazing. So mm -hmm. I can only imagine, you know, how many more people you will get to fight in the future. But just the idea that you've yeah. done all that now is just incredible. So what just to go a little bit outside of wrestling what are some of your wrestling what are some of your other hobbies outside of it um uh, well i really like to draw like i like i like to be creative and draw but like sketch like kind of like abstract type sketches so i have like a sketchbook full of that um i also like to play video games i twitch stream here and there when i get the chance um and I would say just other little things. Like I love to just roam around, like drive around, go to different spots in the areas and just chill. Like that's my thing. I'm very much a big adventure type of person. So if I have the opportunity to go out and like I'm not wrestling, I will do that because I kind of see it as like trying to live my my life in a way where like the wrestling's not in the way for a second because wrestling can really take over your life so when I see the opportunity to just go out and basically I can just sit on the grass and do nothing and be completely fine with it like if I have the opportunity to do that I will do it so that's another thing I like to do okay so you're so you're an artist and you like to just have your alone time with yourself if and going out on adventures I feel yeah. that I feel that a lot. Sometimes I have those moments, but I always wind up at Starbucks somehow. <laughs> yeah, like I always end That's up at my a cafe. Alone place. Yeah, yes. some sort of cafe or I go to a thrift store or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely go shopping at a bookstore or something. And you just yeah. sit down and with the book you bought and just sit down yeah. and just eat or something. Like, it's you just so gotta nice. have a good time. <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, my God. I, I'm so glad someone else understands <laughs> that. I understand. Like, 
Yes, it is nice. And then I do, you know, like to socialize a lot as well. So it's just like, you know, it's that part of it as well. But I definitely love having the me time and not being having to be, you know, on a schedule a lot of the time. And of course, I also love to sleep. You know, that that is healthy me time, too. Even though you're not doing anything, you're resting. And that is what you need. (laughs) So I get it. I definitely (laughs) get it. So in terms of like your art, like, have you ever like shared it on a public platform before? Is it just something that you keep for you? I keep it for me and for the most part, there's only like one time where I shared some of my, my work and it was on Patreon a long time ago. Um, but cause, because Patreon, I literally share more of my personal life stuff and more in more detail. Um, but you know, my, my dad is an artist too. So I basically get it from him and all of that. But he's also private about his stuff too, even though like he has great paintings around the house. He has, he even had like an exhibition and everything before, but he's still very private about it. I think I get it from him Um, because when I do like these abstract drawings, it's literally because I need to let out my emotions in some sort of way. And that's how I I do it. (laughs) That's, you know what, that is a hundred percent valid. And I am glad that even you may have shared it like maybe a few times. That's still something that you do keep for yourself because Mm -hmm. so much of your life, you know, in wrestling is very public anyway. So it is nice to just have those moments where you can have something to share um, with you that you know is real, that isn't meant for everybody else a lot of the time. So I, you know, I definitely feel that. And I think that's really cool that that's another hobby that you enjoy and love um, alongside with that. So that's amazing. And that's fascinating. (laughs) So you, something amazing that I found out about you is the fact that not only are you an amazing women's wrestler, but there have been some moments where you have participated in intergender matches mm-hmm. because in particular, I did find the one where you fought against speedball Mike Bailey, who's just been getting a ton of buzz over the past year over, you know, his quality of matches that he has, you know, all around the world. So is there like a difference of, you know, participation that you have when you um, prepare for an intergender match and how is it that you prepare to fight against someone like speedball mike bailey because as i was watching that match it seemed like the both of you were very parallel to each other which made Mm -hmm. it very fascinating to watch and it was a really great match at we are wrestling shout out to them so what is that preparation like for your intergender stuff oh i definitely um i treat everybody the same when i wrestle and i don't hold back when I wrestle, uh, for instance, like when I am kicking and, you know, throwing strikes or anything, I lay everything in. And I, of course, do that with guys. And I expect the same back. And I kind of know that they're going to give it back uh, for sure, especially after they feel how I hit them first. <laughs> they, know, they know what's up. And, like, um, I typically just... I think about it with just based on their styles, like with speedball, I know he's going to push me. Like he's not going to stop. He's not going to slow down if I even slow down in the slightest. So when it came to speedball, that's the preparation in my head that I was thinking the whole time. And that's what he did. And he's somebody that's just great to be in the ring with and even be in the same locker room with, if you know, you know, but 
yeah, um, that's basically how I prepare for things like that. And another uh, intergender match I had recently was against TJ Crawford, who's also a great striker as well. And he did the same. He didn't hold back or anything. We had a little, like a tiny kickoff. And like when he kicked my back, like I felt it deep in my soul. And I, I love it when like the, people just lay things in and like just have that same energy. Like they give the same energy back and they get it. And then afterwards we're just like, that felt good. That felt like a fight. Like we did that. We did that. <laughs> that is so amazing to hear. Cause it's just like intergender wrestling, you know, depending on who you are in the fandom, either you like it or you don't, you know, and I completely respect that and understand that. Um, but the thing that I do love is just watching women who are just so game for it, you know, and they're just like, yo, like I'm going to do this. And they just go into it with no fear, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, they just don't hold back. And that is something that I really, you know, have come to appreciate over the years when it comes to um, women in wrestling, period. You know, they will fight anybody the exact same way and they don't expect anybody, you know, to feel sorry for them. And I really love that you know sort of you know attitude that women's wrestlers have you know like i'm i can fight you too let's go yeah. and really that was amazing that was the kind of attitude that you exhibited when you fought him and i was just like i like this a lot like <laughs> i could tell you guys were really pushing each other like really full-on kicking each other and it was a back and forth thing and i really wanted you to win but it's okay <laughs> it's, all right. it's all right it's all right but I you felt, know i felt like i sort of went in some sort of way so <laughs> oh absolutely you won in the fact that that whole match was fantastic so and for the rest of your life you get to have that you know on your yeah. resume yes. so you won you know <laughs> you won and in my head i'm like yeah she won yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so since you've performed for so many um wrestling promotions all over the world um, you are now, of course, the MLW World Women's Featherweight Champion. Um, what has been your favorite part of being a part of that roster as the champion? It's been really great. Um, it's helped me tremendously with just a few months that I've been there. I've learned so much. Um, there's so many good people in the back to learn from. That's one thing for sure that I've been taking advantage of and just been very thankful for because um, it's it's basically similar to like if you're working TV, like everything is structured in that sort of way. And I feel great as like a professional wrestler. I feel like I'm improving. So MLW has definitely helped me in the past few months with that. I've been like second guessing how I am when it comes to like doing not even promos, just backstage segments or how do, how am I, how is the kick, Demon Janai Kai in this sort of setting rather than a regular indie show. So they're definitely helping me with that and answering all of the questions. That's really good to hear. You're actually the second MLW champion I've had on my show within the past few months because I did oh. have um, Alex Kane on a couple of months ago. <laughs> and I can definitely, you know, attest to a lot of the growth that MLW has had, you know, and even on social media, even if you're not, of course, subscribed to them, you can mm -hmm. see that the value that they have and the work that they do is really top notch. Like, I yeah. could imagine that maybe one day, you know, if they wanted to, because of course things are changing with streaming, even 
down to today. Um, mm -hmm. It's just like, if they ever had like a deal where they would be like on a larger platform, like I, I could imagine like that mm -hmm. would happen because MLW just gets bigger and brighter and shinier the more I see it. And it mm -hmm. makes me want to see more of it. And the fact that you are a part of it, you know, it's just amazing. And I'm glad that they're feeding into you in a healthy way and helping you lock into certain areas of your character. And speaking of your character, what was the inspiration behind you becoming the kick demon? And like, that's unique. <laughs> yeah, it, it is unique. And I didn't even come up with it. Um, oh. Yeah. So when I was doing a show, it's a CFU, where that show is basically inspired by like the martial arts and combat type style. Um there was a company in Japan that was watching and they were giving everyone on the roster of this show like nicknames and they gave the nickname the kick demon. And ever since then, I'm like, like that just hit me. I'm like, that feels good. That feels like me. I like that. I'm going to take it and run with it. Like, and I I've kept in touch with that company too. Like just like they, they're well aware that I I've taken that and everything. And I think it's pretty cool that they did that and and even watched the show because they were all the way in Japan and that they recognized me as the kick demon. Like they were just basically calling me that because of how I was wrestling or how I was like fighting in the ring. And I'm like, yes, okay, someone understands. And the fact that they gave me this nickname, now I, I solely believe that this is it. Like this is me and I'm gonna become something out of this. Oh, definitely. Because it's just enthralling to even watch you not even just kick people, but even also watching your submission work and just how seamless you transition in into different moves and out of different moves and everything like it's just it just works. <laughs> like, I know that's, that sounds like a very small or simple way to say it, but it all just works really well. So I can't wait to see, you know, how it, you know, grows even more. But just the idea that, you know, they even watch it and they were able to give you that and now you're able to take it and run with it is incredible. Yeah. And I just can't wait to see what more happens with that. And even on MLW, as you, you know, reign as a champion, like that's incredible stuff. So. How do you feel about the state of women's wrestling and what's good about it and what can be improved upon it? Um, well, right now, I feel like it's been, well, definitely been improving for the past few years as far as like the independent wrestling, women's wrestling goes. Because um, there's still a lot that needs to be worked on for sure. And there still could be some things where like, you know, the locker room situations can be handled where like we're completely separate from the guys. Like there's still shows where I'm walking in and it's like completely like they're unaware of the privacy situations when it comes to the women and the men. So I feel like that can be imp improved. Um, I feel like people are like backstage are being more aware of like making sure that we're okay, which is good. Um, making sure that we're at least comfortable. Um, I recently uh, had a situation like that where there was somebody that just went backstage that wasn't supposed to be there and they started talking to only the woman. And that's when the promoter came and like kicked them out. So like, it, as long as they're aware and they're not letting things happen, like they're stopping it right away and kicking somebody out, like 
that's I feel like that's been happening a little bit more too. Um, but I think when it when it comes to things that have to be improved, it's just more awareness. Um, but you know, the woman, we're gonna stand up for ourselves at the end of the day. We're gonna keep like you know letting people know about situations that's never going to stop and then we're going to keep kicking ass at the same time in the ring um because we know our worth and a lot of people like to downplay our worth that happens a lot too um so we're going to keep showing that we are at the same level as the men because we're some even then like we're still not looked as as the same level as the men which is crazy to me um so I think um, that that also could be improved. But I think what's great is that we're standing up for ourselves. Like that that's the thing I can see still going um, as the years go by. And like, I can see it getting better in that way. If we keep having that, if we keep having like more women leaders too, that's been a big talk in the business is just having leaders who are women and not just men because there have been situations still to this day, like the past year or so where I've seen that, like there has been things coming out where like this promotion is going down and this happened, that happened. And who's, who's in charge of the all woman show, a guy. So mm -hmm. it's like things like that. It's like, all right, let's just have woman leaders for these all women shows. I, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense to me. So I think that, that also can be another thing that can be improved. Um, yeah. So that, that's what just comes up in my head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of that because when it comes to safety, um, I definitely agree that women in wrestling, of course, should not be looked down upon or treated as any less than a man, but I, you also still need to respect the fact that I am a woman and I have feelings and I deserve to have a level of privacy um, where I'm feeling safe with who I am and how I, you know, come to the picture and I deserve to feel safe from people who have negative intentions. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I absolutely agree with that because there have been, I can like, there have been stories that I have heard that I just couldn't believe when it comes to the way that some of these women are treated. And, you know, you would think that with all of the things and the history that and the history that has been made um, with women in wrestling over the years, you would think that there would be a level of respect that is still given. But of course, you still have people who just want to be ratchet and don't want to, you know, evolve. And of course, with that comes the idea that, you know, there are some women, you know, who feel, you know, really scared and don't necessarily feel that they can say something. But I feel like, of course, we all have voices. Mm -hmm. And as long as you continue to use your voice, you know, mm -hmm. not only to just speak up for yourself, but also speak up for others, then change can definitely be made. And yeah. I appreciate the moments where women, you know, come out in droves and talk about their experiences and be like, this happened to me and this does not need to happen to anybody else. Let's mm -hmm. make this better and let's improve for the next generation if it's not better for me at this point. Mm -hmm. And then, 
when it comes to leaders, like I love the fact that we have, you know, Mickey James, you know, becoming a part of the lead of creative for Ohio Valley Wrestling. And you have her, you know, trying to find ways to use her power and her, you know, legendary status in wrestling to make things better. But of course, there still needs to be more of us, you know, at the helm intellectually to help in wrestling with women too, because nobody understands women like women do. Like exactly. men. Men may say they understand us, but until you walk a mile in our shoes, in our luboos, in our boots and everything <laughs> else, you ain't going to get it. <laughs> like, you're just not going to get it. No. So um, I definitely want to see more women in leadership, more women in tech when it comes to wrestling, more women everywhere, commentary, all the things. So I 100% agree with everything you just said. And <laughs> I am an advocate for all of those things. So I get it. But there has been so much positivity that has happened in the midst of all of the craziness. And I am really grateful for that. And I'm mm -hmm. happy about that. So specifically, when it comes to women of color, what more improvements do you want to see? And what have you witnessed that has inspired you in your career? So as far as improvements, I think we're getting there as far as when it comes to recognition because um, I was talking to somebody about this recently where there is a lot of women of color who were champions the past year and that really showed out and like it's very inspiring to even see that happening um, especially me being a woman of color I'm still fighting and representing my style in a certain way because I'm different in so many ways and representation is a big thing for me because of the fact that like I'm so different and I'm a woman of color and I'm trying to just really showcase just something that other people are not used to seeing. And I'm sure a lot of other women of color can relate to it. Um, a lot of my friends, we talk about it all the time. Um, we have our little group chats too. Like uh, all of us are women of color too. And we're always talking about just any of these opportunities like that we're just not getting or something's not happening for us. We're always talking. And I, I think there should be more spaces like that too for women of color where, especially women of color who are wrestlers, where we all can just talk about it and like see like, Am I crazy for thinking this, ladies? Or do you guys think about this too? Because we all have similar thoughts, believe it or not. And I learned this just being in this little group chat for sure. And so we can all just pretty much be there for each other. As long as we're there for each other and we're lifting each other up, I think it'll be healthy and it'll improve. Absolutely. And I'm so happy you have a community of women in wrestling that you can, you know, just talk to and vent to about the things that you experience. Like, that is amazing. Like, I have that, too, when it comes to, you know, women in wrestling media, like having that and having people who have your back in a very healthy and genuine way, like it moves mountains and I was blessed to find mine early and it wasn't even just women of color. It was, it was men um, of all backgrounds and women of all backgrounds too. And it's been absolutely amazing. You know, as I've grown in my, you know, podcasting slash hosting stuff career, like 
to have people who I could talk to and ask questions about and be like, yo, like, is this normal? Or I don't know how this works. Like, can you help me with this? And it, mm-hmm. it, like, it just feels so good to mm-hmm. have people who will listen to you who are probably still either trying to figure out themselves or, you know, have been in your shoes before and they've been through everything and they can just help mm-hmm. you along the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you have that, you know, as a woman of color in wrestling. And there has been so much beauty that has happened with us, you know, in wrestling with the athletes, you know, and it's been a blessing to witness as a fan and even as a member of the media. And it inspires you in your daily life. Um, And in my daily life to just, you know, conquer whatever it is that's in front of me. When I see people like you, Janai, and like the Athenas and the Jades and the Trinities and the Mercedeses Mm -hmm. and the Biancas, Mm -hmm. it just makes me want to go harder in my own life. Mm -hmm. And I am just so blessed that it is happening in a beautiful way. And then, of course, you know, you think about the ancestors who went through so much for us to even get to this point. And I'm grateful for even them. Um, and I'm just so happy and I hope that, you know, we can continue to make our ancestors proud while also, you know, moving things into the future and encouraging each other along the way, which clearly, you know, you and I both have and you have as a wrestler and as an athlete. So it's amazing that you have that. Yeah, it helps a lot because like, you know, you're not alone and you're not going crazy in your own head because especially in business, you're just thinking like, why am I not getting enough bookings? Like, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing that wrong? Like, why is, yes. why is this promoter acting this type of way towards me? Did I do something? Like, is that it was it wasn't my wrestling the last time? It's just things like that, and it's it's crazy how how much like people that can come together, like how we can just help each other out and just like be there. Like, it helps so much in so many ways. Absolutely. So just to switch gears a little bit, um, who would you say has been your toughest opponent and what great lesson did you learn from them in victory or in defeat, depending on who it was or how it went? Hmm. Uh, there was a few of them where they were pretty tough. Um, we already spoke about the speedball one. And so like, I would say that, you know, again, speedball is definitely like a tough one. Um, and then Athena, when I wrestled Athena at Warrior Wrestling, that this was when she just was before she got signed to AEW, or at least it wasn't announced that she was signed yet. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I wrestled her at Warrior Wrestling and she was one that definitely like, she made me come out a little bit more with my style to in a way where my style made more sense because I've been so confused if people got what I'm trying to do. And for some reason, when I wrestled her, she obviously like gets everything. Like she is just wealth of knowledge. Like she knows everything from top to bottom, but she hasn't met me before. She hasn't really seen my stuff, I believe, before we got in the ring together. We we haven't trained or anything touched at all. And she knew right off the bat what I was about. And, like, I think if you watch the match, you'll get that, like, at least with on my end, who I'm about. And that's another thing, too, where, like, there was, like, another moment where, 
I had more of a realization of who I was. And just the overall feel of that match was great. And she guided me so well, even with like the littlest things, because it's not always about the moves. It's about the emotion you give in between. It's like the transitioning, the whys, like the psychology, like everything that just makes it like, it makes more sense. And like, when I wrestled her, she made me realize all of that. And she made me realize, okay, what I'm doing does make sense and I should continue to do it. Absolutely. That is so great. Cause I, cause not only does a uh, is Athena, like one of the most accomplished wrestlers, you know, in the past 10 years from everything she's done, not even just in WWE and NXT and in the Indies and with her being in ring of honor and being the women's world champion for as long as she has held it. There seems to be a greater respect that people are giving her now that I feel like they probably should have been giving her. Yeah. Like they should have been giving her this. And it feels like now that she's been champion all this time, people are just now, you know, really feeling like fully feeling and getting you know what her genius is mm -hmm. and the thing that i love hearing from athletes like you and even with maya world who was just on my show last week you know she talked about how athena trained her and even believed in her from just being a wrestler for a year and that type of belief in someone can really make someone you know push towards whatever it is that they want to do. Mm -hmm. And just hearing the intricacies of how, you know, her brain works in ring with um, opponents and everything like that, that just, that just adds another level to her genius that I feel like needs to be expressed a whole lot more. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that you said all that because man, like Athena is just now getting her flowers and I hope that she continues to get more flowers, you know, even when, even if, when she's not champion, of course, we don't know when that's going to be because she's got a <laughs> stranglehold on that thing. Yeah. But <laughs> of course, <laughs> once she's not champion anymore, I really hope that people, um, whether they are athletes or fans or even people, you know, behind the scenes, you know, tend to have a greater appreciation for her um, work all around. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just glad that you were able to have that moment with her and, you know, and to have that level of performance that's not even on television like that is amazing that you were able to have that moment with her and learn so much from that experience. Yeah. Again, I'm very grateful for even having that match because I felt, I even felt like I was just a random person wrestling. <laughs> no. Like, like Warrior like hit me up and they were just like, uh, you want to wrestle with, are you available to wrestle Athena? I'm like, why, why am I? <laughs> Oh, like, uh, that's that's how what I was thinking. But I, you know, everything happens for a reason. And I, I felt like that match was needed during that time, too, because I felt kind of stagnant. So I think, yeah, it was great. And I, I'm again, I'm very grateful for it. Yes, it gave you some more wind in your sails. And that's really great that that happened, you know, with someone as great as her. Mm -hmm. So who would you say is your dream opponent, that one dream opponent or two or three that you haven't faced yet? Um, well, I always I always think about Asuka. Like, that would be such a great match if I could have that one day. I just feel like I, like, because I watched her indie stuff too, and it's just so much resemblance there, and I just... That's just one match I always just dream about is Asuka. 
Yeah, Oscar's amazing. Like I totally mm-hmm. get it. Like she's like a legend in these streets. So I just that's mm-hmm. someone else, you know, who who probably deserves more flowers, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of her work in wrestling as well and how she's fed into other people's careers. Like I just I'll just never forget her run in NXT and when she was just undefeated and she was so tough that she had to give the belt up. And here again, we're back at Athena because she because yeah. she wound up winning after her. Yeah. So it's just like there's just all this greatness going around. And it's just like when I think of Asuka, like I just think of someone who just has this allure of, you know, you're going to get an amazing match out of her regardless yes. of who she faces. And yeah. now now, of course, you know, it was through WWE and NXT where I found her. But looking back and all of the older um, things that she used to do in Japan, like. It was just on another level and they definitely, you know, know how to treat their stars over there and everything. So mm-hmm. there was an aura that she clearly had that once she was signed, it was like you felt like she was a big deal, even though you might not have immediately known who she was in the American market. And now look at where she's at. Like, yeah. it's just really crazy. And I believe that you can fight her. Like, I feel like it's possible. So we're going to manifest that here yeah. right now on HWP. Janai Kai versus Asuka. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. It has to happen. Yeah. And when it happens, I'm going to be so glad. And we are going to get a classic five-star match that's going to be ranked. Yeah, um, <laughs> even if I'm, like, coming in as a local talent, you know, it's going to be a good match. <laughs> I mean, no, you're not just going to be no local talent. They're going to say your name. They're going to say you're the kick demon and you're going to be that girl and you're going to fight her and it's going to be great. <laughs> like, it's going to be great regardless, yeah. but, you know, you're going to come in and we're going to know your name and that's gonna, and, and that's just all there is to it. That's all I'm, that's all I'm going to accept from that. Like, it's going to happen. So, um, if you could face any wrestler from any women's wrestling era, who would it be and why? Ooh, any women's wrestling era. I really would like to wrestle. Um... Okay, so I will say Gail Kim comes to mind because mm-hmm. she's also someone like that I love to wrestle. Rest, like watching wrestling and Victoria. Mm-hmm. Gail Kim and Victoria, I really liked watching them in the early years. So if I could wrestle them, for sure. Yeah, those are two amazing women um, to choose from in terms of wrestling eras. And the thing is, you know, they came up during eras, or at least they came in, you know, on a mainstream level during eras where it wasn't really taken as seriously, but they were still yeah. taking it seriously. So the yeah. level of batches that they would still wrestle would be like, yo, pay us attention. And yeah. I'm glad that they were still women who were not afraid to shake the table um, during that time. So I could only imagine, you know, how if they were like consistently active or if they were like fully like in their prime prime, the level of matches that they would have now. Oh, my God, I can't. Yeah, I would pass that's out. the reason why I like them so much because I I already had the vibe that they are making a state they are making a statement like they're not here to play any games or whatever or you know give people like the the typical ways that you know they were treating the woman in the past like they were actually trying to be taken seriously I I automatically got that vibe and I was just like a twelve year old watching but I knew like all right. They're serious, like they're getting down to business for sure. 
Absolutely. Like they just had a light that just could not be dimmed at all. Mm -hmm. And I just really appreciate them for everything they've given and continue to give in women's wrestling. And I just really like, I keep praying for the day that, you know, like I imagine Victoria, even though she's done this before, I would want her to pop up, you know, at the Royal Rumble and speaking about the Royal Rumble as it's happening, you know, Saturday, you know, popping up at a Rumble and then staying around for a while and just mixing it up with the newer girls or, you know, Gail Kim getting in, you know, even though it's looking like it's happening right now in TNA, Gail Kim getting in the face of Giselle Shaw and being like, you know, let's fight one day. Like, I might be mm-hmm. a suit now, but don't get it twisted. I will beat your butt. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I would, you know, love to see. And I imagine in my mind. And the thing about wrestling is sometimes the biggest things that you imagine in your head wind up happening somehow um and it's just so fascinating (laughs) but you know like those are really two solid choices um of women that you would love to face and i can't wait to see what else is in store for you in your wrestling career so what would you say the future holds for you janaya uh i definitely feel like uh for this year I see a lot more traveling happening for sure. Um, I'm very patient when it comes to like this whole process and everything. So, you know, I'm going to continue to, you know, do my thing at MLW, continue to improve on the things that I feel like I need to improve on. So there's definitely going to be like major improvement in in the upcoming future. Um, probably a whole other vibe too. We'll see. Um, but there's going to be a lot more genetic high in different areas around the world for sure. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see more of what is in store for you, Miss Ma'am, um, because you have already accomplished so much and done so much, and it's only going to get bigger from here. So thank you so much for coming on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast on this evening. And of course, tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on. Yeah, so I'm in a lot of places, um, but you can find me easily on Instagram, Janai underscore Kai, and then on X for Twitter, uh, Janai underscore Kai. Um, and for those both of those profiles, I have a link in my bio that you can click on, and all of my pages where you can follow me, subscribe to me, whatever, will be there. So just get on those two profiles, click the link in the bio, you'll just find everything there. Absolutely. And of course, if y'all want to follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, you can follow me on Instagram, on X slash Twitter and on threads at Queen Steph Hardy. You can follow the show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and on X slash Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod. And you can follow me on TikTok at Stephanie underscore Hardy and just continue to support the vibe and the show and subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can find this interview and all my other lovely interviews interviews and shows as well and of course tomorrow a new episode of Steph and Cat Talk Wow where we get into the action of Wow Superheroes will be airing and we have a couple of other surprises in store as well but Janai Kai amazing champion and warrior woman thank you so much for coming on the show and you are of course welcome anytime you would like to come back so of course this has been the Hardy Wrestling Podcast with your girl Stephanie Hardy and Janai Kai the Kick Demon and until next time. Bye, y'all.